the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We love because he first loved us. And such a love is so incredible. It's so wonderful. It's so incomprehensible that John can't find an adequate adjective to describe it. Well, on this Valentine's Day, it certainly seems appropriate to talk about love, take a break from our study in the book of James, and dwell on the ultimate act of love. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and he's going to be, as you just heard, in the book of John. Let me lead into what he's going to share by reading to you from John, the third chapter, verses 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And that brings us then to verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I think everybody has a favorite text, but this text has been described as everybody's favorite text. It contains the very essence of the gospel. Now, in a fashion that's typical of our author, he, he uses the word gave in two senses. God gave the Son by first sending him into the world, and then God gave the Son also by sending him to the cross as well. This verse contains some, some really incredible truths. It, it tells us, for instance, that the initiative in our salvation begins with God the Father. You know, there's, there's some people who have got this idea that, that God the Father needs to be pacified, that he's an angry, uh, unforgiving judge, and uh, that he's stern, but but Jesus Christ is loving and gentle and forgiving, and Jesus somehow or other manages to, to change God's disposition. That's not what the Bible tells us. That's not what this Scripture tells us. The Scripture tells us that our salvation all began with God the Father. It was God the Father who sent God the Son because He loved men. That love is the mainspring of why God does what He does. It's it's not because he's trying to quench a rebellion against him or satisfy some desire for, for power. The tremendous thing about this text is that it shows us that what God does, he does not for his sake, but for our sake. Not to satisfy his needs, but to satisfy our needs. God is a loving father who cannot be happy until his wandering children have come home. It also tells us of the width and the breadth of God's love. It says, God so loved the world, not just good people, not just believers, the world, the unloving, the unloved, the unlovable, everyone. There is nothing in any of us that attracts God. He is holy we are not holy, but because he is sovereignly chosen and determined to do so, he is chosen to love us. Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John wrote in his first epistle, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. We love because he first loved us. And such a love is so incredible. It's so so vast. It's so wonderful. It's so incomprehensible that John can't find an adequate adjective to describe it. Now, the scriptures do not teach us something called universal salvation. Some people think that because God loves everybody, which is what the Bible teaches, then everybody's going to be saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what this verse teaches. For God so loved the world, that's everybody, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So the gift of salvation is only available for those who receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The gospel is so broad that it can involve the vilest sinner. But it will also, so, it's so narrow, it will exclude someone who rejects Jesus Christ. But to those who receive Jesus Christ, we have this promise from Jesus Christ. The one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. God truly, truly loves people. Verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Verse 16 focuses on the love of God and now we're all of a sudden, seemingly, confronted with judgment and condemnation and conviction. He says, God did not send His Son into the world in order to judge it. But a few chapters later, in chapter 9, Jesus said that He did come into the world for judgment. Now, this seems to be a paradox. Well, the resolution of the paradox demands that we understand that salvation necessarily implies judgment. William Barclay, the great scholar, told a story of a visitor who was being shown around an an art museum by one of the attendants. We don't know which art museum. It could have been the Louvre. But in that gallery were masterpieces from many centuries of genius, of exquisite beauty and exceptional value. And at the end of the tour, the visitor said, Well, I don't think much of your old pictures. The attendant answered quietly, Sir, I would remind you that these pictures are no longer on trial. But those who look at them are. All that man's statement did was reveal his own blindness, foolishness, and ignorance. And so it is also with regards to Jesus. 
Jesus is not on trial. And when a man is confronted with Jesus, if his soul responds to the beauty and the wonder and the glory, then he's on his way to salvation. But if he sees nothing lovely, nothing beautiful, then he stands condemned. His reaction has condemned him. God so loved the world. You know, Jesus came into this world not to come down on people, but to reach out to people, not to point his finger at the world, but to embrace the world and draw it to himself. There's an old legend of a traveler who was attempting to circle the globe, and one day he found himself trapped in quicksand. And as he slowly sank, Confucius came by and said, Confucius say, it is evident man should avoid such situations. And he went on his way. Muhammad came by and said, Alas, it is the will of Allah. And he went on his way. Buddha came by and said, Hmm, let this man's dilemma be an illustration for many. And he went on his way. Krishna came by and said, Better luck next time. And he went on his way. Jesus Christ came by, reached out his, to the man and pulled him out of the quicksand. Only in Christianity does God reach down from heaven and pull us out of the quicksand of sin. God's purpose in sending his son was to save us. Now, oftentimes we give homework. If you choose to accept it, we don't require you to turn anything or grade it, but sometimes it's good to ponder the truths of the verse that we've looked at. And, and today we've been looking at John 3.16. So I'd like to suggest something to you. There's some key words in, in John 3.16, words like God, loved, world, gave, whosoever, Believeth, perish, and have life. And what I'd suggest is you memorize that scripture, and every day you focus upon and meditate upon one of those words. On the first day, for God so loved the world. Focus on God. And then focus on the word loved. Perhaps look up the definition that the Bible provides us in 1 Corinthians 13. Gave that which was most precious to him. Whosoever believeth, and so forth. Each day, at the end of a number of days, it will probably transform the way that uh, you have your relationship, you acknowledge your relationship with God. God so loved the world. That's you. Now, I know when I just said that, your minds probably did something like, oh, the pastor is speaking plural. He's speaking to the congregation. He's speaking in general. It doesn't apply to me. Or it you know, applies to the neighbor, the one in front of me or the one behind me or the one beside me, but it doesn't apply to me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, Mike, God loves you. Jeff, God loves you. Ray, God loves you. Now, if I knew everybody's name, we'd be here a long time. So if you do me the favor of putting your name 
and saying, God loves you. Leighton, God loves you. Now let me ask this question. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Question. Is that you? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you'd like to make that decision, I want to invite you to write me a note. Give me a phone number and email some way I can contact you. We're going to start the journey together. And that certainly applies to any of you in the listening audience as well. Details about how to get in touch with Pastor Layton and others at Church of the Highlands can be found on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And, of course, details about the service times and other ministries happening at the church can be found on that website. And, of course, sharing with us the fact that you have made a decision to follow Christ or that you'd like more information about what that means would be a tremendous encouragement to us. You can just click on the contact link there on the homepage and get in touch. That's highlands.us. Well, have a great rest of your day and join us on Friday as we wrap up the week and return to the book of James and study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.